Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource and joining me is Bob Ferris. Bob is the CEO of Vertra Inc. And for those not familiar with Vertra, Bob, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Uh, sure, sure, would be happy to and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Vertra is the world leading provider of police training simulation um, and an emerging leader for military simulation training. Um, and our products are designed to replicate life and death situations and allow for training that cannot be done otherwise um, and that impacts the, the potential survivability and, and mission accomplishment for uh, police and military forces um, through the very effective use of simulation training. Okay. Um, I got hung up on the word that training cannot be um, done otherwise. So if they don't your, use your training, there, there's no alternative? Well, there are different types of training, but what I'm speaking to is simulation training has unique safety abilities and capabilities that are not available through live training or something called simunition training, which is like a, a, a paint ball, for lack of a better term. And so simulation training affords them ways to train that simply can't be done other, other ways. Um, there is, to do proper training, there is an entire spectrum from live fire exercises to classroom uh, to simulation um, to even the use of simunitions at times. Um, so it fits a hole that can't be filled uh, really any other way. Okay. And in terms of competition, are you alone in the way that you do this, or, or, or how do you fit in the competitive landscape? Um, sure, yeah. So, so Vircha has a series of products that don't have um, natural competition, um, and we have some products that do have competition. We also have some patented capabilities that um, separate us from the competition. So, for example, uh, in a simulation, um, you have the ability to use a, a simulated firearm to engage suspects or, or simulated hostiles, and Bircha has a patented method for them to safely engage you through a split-second um, electric impulse that uh, adds stress and realism to the training, and it completes the interactive loop. So you engage suspects, suspects engage you, adrenaline goes up, stress goes up, realism goes up, and uh, it provides for what we're looking for, more effective training than other companies' um, so solutions. Okay. And how big a market is this? So the law enforcement market um, is, is – is we, we estimate around 650 million total addressable market. Um, that market is not fully developed because there are groups out there that have not yet um, implemented simulation training. Uh, with all the headlines uh, of police use of force under scrutiny, you'd think that uh, just about everyone would use simulation training today, and sadly that's not the case. The military market uh, is quite a bit larger than the police market, um, and that's estimated, um, you know, in, in the billions of dollars for uh, military simulation training. So, so where you are today, um, is, can you give us a breakdown of, of how much is police, how much is military, et cetera? Sure. Probably about 80% uh, of our revenue roughly 
um, is, is law enforcement related, and then about 20% roughly is, is more military. Um, and you know, as we mature in the military market, that could obviously shift, but we also are working hard at growing our, our law enforcement presence as well. Okay. Now, now your training, is it done on site or is it um, at your facility? Um, yeah, oftentimes uh, it is done on site. So the customer will many times either purchase our simulation equipment or uh, do a subscription, uh, essentially a rental of our equipment. Uh, and in either case, they have the equipment at their location where it's convenient for them to train their um, uh, their officers or or the warfighters. Okay, so so you're not capacity constrained. Well, um, not not really. Between our own, so we have our own CNC uh, state of the art fabrication um, um, capability. Plus, we use uh, suppliers. We outsource certain parts uh, when they exceed our our internal capacity. So. We have the ability uh, to, to do considerable amount of, of product out the door, um, and a lot of what we do is also some integration. So, um, you know, we we purchase projectors and computers from third parties. So uh, we don't have um, when it comes to the um, supply constraints, we don't have a whole lot on that. Okay, and then you know, there's been a lot of press about the police use of force. Has uh, is, is that been a tailwind for you? Um, Yes, to a certain degree, I, th I think it has. Um, and you're right, when headlines um, read about uh, police officers possibly making a mistake in the use of force uh, engagement, there is many times um, a, a question on, okay, how are we training? Are we using the very best product? And that's where Virtua really shines, is, is we're well known since 2004 as the company with the highest level of simulation training devices um, in the market. It's we have uh, the kind of the most immersive. We have the the widest library of content that has that's certified, um, and we have all of these different accessories, uh, which is like re realistic drop and recoil kits, so they can use their actual firearm. We have the threat fire device that provides the return fire that I just mentioned about the patented device, and so. When you um, when you look at all of those capabilities um, and you square it up against the responsibility of police to make the right decision in split second difficult situations with the thing in balance being human lives, um, you really you really get an understanding of why it's so critical that police departments across the country utilize product that's as capable as Virtus. So, so military is also a customer, correct? Correct. And, uh, and I think I saw corporate as well? Um, there are some commercial applications for our technology, but really most of our revenue is generated from, from law enforcement and military. Okay. And then, so how are you reaching um, law enforcement and military? Um, so there's there's various ways. Some are individual sales reps across the country that uh, go and do personal demos uh, to departments one-on-one. -on -one. 
Uh, we do regional demonstrations where we're set up a, a special um, uh, a, a simulator at a location where we invite in people in the area. We also do national trade shows where, where we will take a booth and, and bring our simulator to a trade show and, and demonstrate our training capabilities there. Um, and a lot at this point, uh, based on all of our hard work since 2004 and before, uh, we, we also have a very good reputation amongst those in this market that uh, you know, we're known for high realism, high reliability, um, and just a, a, a kind of the gold standard for simulation training. Okay. And now, are you going in this alone, or do you have any partners? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, we do have some partners, and, but our, it's interesting. The partners that um, we work with are the leading, the leading experts in their field. So, for example, we work with, um, with Travis Haley, who's a leading expert on human performance. Um, we work with uh, Force Science Institute, their leading um, group that's done fundamental research on how people respond to threats and the speed in which we're able to respond to a threat and um, stop responding to a threat. They do um, well-attended seminars across the country, and so we work with them on taking their lessons and bringing it into the simulator so that we expand the, the usefulness of our simulation training. Um, so really when it comes to the customer's view, we want them to have this compelling case to use Virtus products that then drives the sales and drives our stock price and profitability, et cetera. Okay. I've seen um, training with Taser. And I wonder, are they an actual partner or just they're just a good uh, use case for you? Um, yeah, um, so, so Axon and, and, and Taser, we work with them on the simulation training aspect. Um, but, yeah, we, we've created our own methodology of, of having highly realistic Taser training. Um, and that is a good application for our technology because – uh, it saves the cost of taser cartridges. It, it allows for uh, more realistic training than um, shooting at, uh, you know, at a, at a cardboard target or things like that. Um, and so, yeah, we've got a very good taser trainer. And frankly, it's not only effective for training, but it also saves agencies money from having um, to deploy an entire, um, an actual live uh, taser cartridge that they, they have to, to replace. Are you supplying those cartridges as well, or, or what's your revenue model? Yes, yeah, so we, we supply a, tr a special training cartridge, so our cartridges can plug into a standard uh, taser, so they can use their actual taser, and then with our cartridge, it changes it from being a, um, an actual deployable with um, the probes that eject out of the cartridge to one that shoots lasers that is used by our system. Uh, and we just recently got a patent on that, um, actually. So but that's an interesting um, example of where using our system provides a unique training opportunity. They can show, we can show them an actual engagement and have them make decisions. When do I deploy a taser? Do I need to deploy a taser? Can I use my verbal skills to de-escalate? But we also save the department money, so it's a win-win. They they both save money and uh, they get better training. And 
And really, I see that as a big trend that's pushing Virtua forward as a general um, rising tide rises all ships. As technology gets better and better, um, we get more and more abilities to provide effective training um, at, uh, at, at affordable pricing. So, so it sounds very helpful in terms of training. Uh, do you, is that a pass-through because of that, or do you make money on the cartridge as well? Um, when, when we sell a, a taser-related training system, we make money on that. Okay. And so, so what is your overall revenue model? What's a typical customer in terms of size, and, and how do you charge? So um, our, our sales are actually quite varied. We have customers that, uh, that spend twenty or $30,000 with us, and then we have customers that spend um, multiple millions, uh, just depending on the amount of equipment they need and the, the training requirements they have. But our model really breaks down into two main methods. One is, uh, is a traditional sales model, which dates back for us to 2004. Um, and then the other is something that we just began uh, early 2019, and that is a subscription uh, model, kind of pay-as-you-go. So it avoids them from having a large upfront um, cost. It allows it to squeeze into more budgets. And then it's a recurring revenue for Bertra. So it's a, a monthly, um, and they can pay quarterly or, or annually, but it's essentially a recurring model. They don't own the equipment, but they have access to the training, which a lot of our customers, as you can imagine, they're most interested in just having this critically important training to avoid wrongful death lawsuits, um, to avoid mistakes you know, in the first place, and then um, if someone does make a mistake, it's critical for the agencies to prove that they are using um, you know, some of the best equipment out there um, to avoid having a, a huge lawsuit against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's relatively new in terms of charging. Is much of your revenue um, coming from recurring, and is that a growing portion of the business? We've always had some part of our revenue coming from recurring because we offer warranty and as you can imagine, you know, there's 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 uh, probably over a um, hundred million dollars worth of Virtua equipment um, out there deployed right now, and uh, to make sure that that equipment continues to work, they you know we do have customers who 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 pay for warranty service plans, um, but the recurring the specifically recurring revenue model is extremely new for us. Um, it's it's I believe about eleven months old, so. It's new. Uh, it's it's a growing component of our revenue. We we hope to see it grow, but we are doing them in tandem. So, if uh, a a agency wants to do the subscription, they can do that. If they prefer to just buy the equipment, possibly they get they get a grant. There's lots of grants out there that specifically ask them to find something like our simulation training product. So, fortunately, our product uniquely fits into the category that's allowable for grant money to be used. So that's helpful. Um, and then, and so for those folks, they obviously want to just go ahead and do the equipment purchase and not do recurring. But then other groups, they have operating budget, but they don't have um, CapEx. So some of those groups want to do, uh, actually prefer and can move quickly on, on a subscription opportunity rather than an equipment purchase. 
So for the analysts out there who want to model this, um, what should they use for gross margins? And are, are margins where they should be? Our margins do fluctuate. Um, one, one thing to note about our, our business is we do we recognize revenue when we deploy product, and when we deploy product is often dependent on the individual agency and their timing of when uh, they're ready to receive the training equipment. Um, so we do have some lumpiness in our, in our revenue that you can see historically. However, if you look historically at our annual revenue going back to 2004, um, you see a very, very, very strong um, trend um, upward of essentially consecutive year-over-year um, -year increases. I believe um, we have 13 consecutive, uh, the last 13 consecutive years were year-over-year -year increases. So that's been extremely strong. Our gross margins um, have generally been in the high 50s or low 60s, and, um, and, and so that's been, you know, for a type, for a hardware um, and software supplier like, like we are, that's actually um, uh, quite strong. Right, right. And then the, the police budget, is that adding to the seasonality as well? Um, to some degree. We do, on the police budget seasonality, we do have the issue where federal law enforcement agencies, they often concentrate around um, September time frame. But, um, and it happens to be that, that Virtua has a strong presence there. So we've been very fortunate to um, have been selected after considerable analysis. Uh, we had Customs and Border Protection select us, U.S. Marshals select us, Secret Service select us, and then most recently we had FLETC, which is the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, um, which is a major hub of training. I believe 65 or more federal agencies train out of that one location, um, and they just recently selected Bircha um, from their previous supplier. They're switching over to, to Bircha, and that's a, a real honor. So, Bob, it sounds like this is a training platform, and not, not that you're not taking on enough between uh, law enforcement and military, et cetera, but does it work for other verticals as well? And do you have any in, in the hopper or just focused where you are? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So we are ex we are expanding. We we recently added a new training platform with uh, our driving simulator, um, and so a lot of our technology and, and capabilities do have the potential to move to to other verticals. Um, and uh, when you think about it, when it comes to training, just police officers, let alone military, but just police, you know, that by itself is about a million, a million people um, are in that category. So that's a pretty big vertical. Um, but we do have definitely the possibility of using our, our technology and our, our unique ability to train people to handle other people in stressful life and death situations. Um, that, does, that is transportable, particularly the effective de-escalation of, of of tough human-to-human -human interaction that we've really perfected, um, that is somewhat transportable to other to other verticals. So, any tailwinds that that are helping, or, or, or headwinds that uh, come to mind? Um, 
I think that that the headwinds we've the headwinds we've had have really been on the military side, and we're hoping to uh, to push through those. And those headwinds are just essentially um, really just a, a matter of uh, a philosophy of just let's keep doing it the way we've always done it. And I think those headwinds are changing. Um, so. You know, Vircha is relatively a newer player on the scene of firearm training, even though we date back into 2004. And so we've had some headwinds in, in, um, in that, but all of our success in law enforcement, federal agencies, I think has really uh, put a spotlight on our unique ability to deliver training value. And I think the military um, leadership is looking more and more to how do we do it different, how do we do it better, than what we've done in the past, and Vircha could be a great solution for that. So I, I'm hoping that headwind turns into a tailwind. Okay. And in terms of growth drivers, we've touched on, you know, press on law enforcement. Is Are there any other growth drivers that come to mind? Um, well, obviously, we, we, we're thinking as far as growth drivers and or catalysts, we, we'd be thinking about, you know, potentially uh, a military contract um, would really potentially uh, provide some of both. So right now, so, you know, Vircha has enormous room to grow um, in military um, training in the U.S. and around the world, and so that's uh, potentially a, a, a real serious growth driver. But meantime, uh, Vircha is starting to, to enjoy the benefit of 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 having a, a, a real uh, dominant position in the police market that's been hard-earned in which we've just really invested enormous time and money into making our product more and more capable um, for the market. So, um, so investors that come in our stock now get, get the benefit of all of that investment that we've already made and, and frankly, that, that market uh, dominant position we have in the critical world of, of police training. Now, uh, in terms of police training, you know what you know, you've been around a while, and you're in, and you're getting some good reference accounts. But what percentage of that market do you think you have? Are you just beginning, or is there a, a lot of greenfield there? Yeah, I think there there's still some. I, I would I would say that we're probably a little bit over fifty percent of the of of the market in the police market. Um, but really, I think the big opportunity in police is for more and more agencies to get comfortable with the idea that they need simulation training as part of their training program. So really, apathy is our, is, is our biggest problem when it comes to uh, police training and also just education. We really need to educate um, the, the medium-sized agencies out there um, about the possibility of using simulation to really prepare officers appropriately for the responsibility that they have in using and deploying force on citizens. And in terms of the military, it sounds like you're just getting go, going there, so that, that seems wide open for you. That's wide open, absolutely. Well, good. So before we go, um, anything I failed to ask or, or anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, um, great questions. I, I, I think I would just end with saying that as an investor, I, I think a great way to look at companies is 
what company is in a good position in a good market and they have barriers to entry I think that's kind of the magic combination in a lot of in a lot of respects and uh, I think Virtua really hits those marks um, when it comes to good position Virtua is a the leader in, in police training, we're really perfectly positioned to then also move into the much larger military market. We've got certified curriculum. We've got subscription program that just got announced. Um, we've got patented technology. So I think we just have, we're in a very good position within the market. The other part is just being in a good market. And with our technology becoming more and more ubiquitous in our society, more people are embracing the idea of using simulation training to both save money and provide a higher level of training. You know, often we are the most cost-effective alternative to other possibilities. And the barrier to entry is pretty extreme. Um, I mean, we have over 200 man years of investment in our training library of all of these different things from domestic violence calls to active shooters to how to handle canines, um, and then all the software, um, you know, millions of lines of code that's been uh, well tested and debugged that can even replicate the ballistics of real bullets um, out on a, on a shooting range inside uh, the simulator. And then our, our alliance of experts that many times have 20, 30 years of experience and are known as experts in different um, categories of police training um, and you combine that with our, our patents and our reputation and you, you see there's a very large barrier to entry for someone to, to think that this is an opportunity to make some money and jump in and try to compete with us. So, so I think that combination is, is pretty compelling and I'm just extremely honored uh, to be the CEO of a company that's, that's able to to be in that kind of position with inside that that great market. Well, great. So, so Bob, it sounds like you're very well positioned, and and I appreciate uh, you taking the time to share that story with us. Well, thanks so much for your interest, and really appreciate your time. Our pleasure. Thank you.